I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big, manly, comfortable black leather papa chair in my living room, and you know what? I am enjoying the fact that I have gotten over growing up. Now, you may find that to be a surprising statement from a guy who has spent most of his life fooling around on the radio. So, what do you think made me say it? Here's what happened. I figured out a little test for how you can tell that you're getting over growing up today. And I passed it. And here's what I mean. Can I open my own peanut butter jars? Yes. Do I really understand how my car is going to get through that little tiny tunnel way up in the road ahead? Yes. Can I buy all the toys I want within reason? Yes. Just no personal jets. And can I recognize that even if there are nasty things under my bed, I shouldn't be afraid to go to sleep? Yes. Speaking about being afraid, I have come to the definite conclusion that it is better to be scared than to be bored. Because I have far more often regretted what I didn't do than what I did do in getting over growing up. I've also found the recipe for making a grin, and here it is. You take a smile and you add a little sin. That's how you get a grin. Try it. You'll like it. But please remember, a grin is not to be confused with a smile or a sneer or a pout. In my experience, suggests that when you grab a grin, you usually win. I've also found that in order to get something clean, you have to get something else dirty. But unfortunately, you can get everything dirty without getting anything clean. You notice that? And surprisingly, quite often the truth doesn't make sense. For example, the sun doesn't revolve around the earth, although that's certainly how it looks. As you know, it's the other way around. Also, by the way, the sun is not flaming orange as it looks. It's green. And the sky isn't blue, except for where we're standing. Actually, for all the rest of the universe, as far as we know, the sky is black. Even simple truths are sometimes confusing. For example, if the label in your shirt claims that the shirt is shrink-resistant, now does that mean it won't shrink? Or does it mean that it will shrink, but it doesn't want to? And if a psychiatrist is working with a patient and his phone rings, does he answer it by saying, I can't talk now, I'm shrinking. <laughs> and love, wow, love is exciting. But love doesn't have to be like a paperback novel, you know, with a red and pink cover and a picture of the heroine with her blouse open, bent over at an impossible angle, crushed up against the hero who isn't wearing a shirt or it seems like much of anything else. But romantic love between people does have to be physical, hot, pounding, and wet. Romantic love is like your heart. If it's quiet, cool, and dry, it's dead. Making love is not about taking your clothes off and touching somebody else's sexy parts with your sexy parts. When you're in love, your whole body, and even your mind, maybe especially your mind, whole body and your mind, is a big sexy part.
sticks to tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's bothering you out the other ear, and you can grab a grin and win. This just in from some smart guys in white lab coats. Your body gives off enough heat in 30 minutes to bring a half a gallon of water to a boil. I would say if Catherine Zeta-Jones or my lady wonder wench walked in wearing just a smile, it would only take like 10 seconds. All right, if the answer is a receding hairline, what is the question? If the answer is a receding hairline, what is a question? Tell you in a minute. The answer is a receding hairline, what is the question? Play a round of golf and then drink two cocktails and you've just gained more calories than you burned. Drink four cocktails and you really don't care. The first movie shown in a drive-in theater was called Wife Beware. Interesting title since drive-in theaters were called Passion Pits. Do you remember that? The potato chips Americans eat each year weigh six times what the Titanic weighed. Maybe that's why so many of us find that our chests are sinking. <laughs> All right, if lefty pitchers are called southpaws, why aren't right-handed pitchers called northpaws? And maybe relief pitchers could be called the paws that refresh. <laughs> All right, you think that's bad. If the, if the answer is a receding hairline, the question is, what do you call it when 50 rabbits are lined up and on cue, they all take one step backwards. A receding hairline. <laughs> Come on, don't split hairs over how you spell hair. Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. Little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot at Amazon.com, please tell a couple of friends, will you? Because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. This getting over growing up stuff is complicated. But full disclosure, I'm going to tell you the truth. No, actually, I'm simply not going to lie to you, which is not necessarily the same thing as telling the truth, because I may not know the whole truth, you know? Anyway, here's my point, full disclosure. This podcast is not going to do a thing for you unless it is in my own enlightened self-interest. This may be the only podcast on which the host admits that he is not going to do a thing for you unless he gets at least as much as you do out of it in return. See, it is in my own self-interest to be courteous to you and to carefully listen to you by reading your emails at dick at dicksummer.com and to do whatever I can to make you feel strong, sexy, safe, wanted, and needed, and who knows, maybe give you a grin, because that's what I want to get from you. I think enlightened self-interest is the only honest motivation people have. If you get good stuff out of this podcast, I would be sincerely delighted. So that would be in my own enlightened self-interest, because I'll feel like I've accomplished something. As I said, getting over growing up is complicated. Growing up is faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. 
It jumps the tallest people with a single crunch. Growing up teaches you that you'll never catch a squirrel. It chases you in out of a summer rain. It warns you not to laugh too loud. It sits you on a chair instead of the rug. It keeps your shoes on. Growing up disguises you. It hides your kid name that means something like shorty or hot lips behind a Mr. or Ms. It even makes you answer when a clerk shouts, next. Growing up means no more trying to look through walls with x-ray vision or running fast enough to really fly, even when you're wearing new sneakers with Superman's signature right there on the ankles. It's finding out that the new moon isn't really God smiling down at you so you won't be afraid in the night. It's finding out that your father isn't the strongest man on the block. But if you're a boy, you mustn't cry about it. And you mustn't kiss him goodbye. Even when inside, you're afraid that he might not be back. Growing up is carefully learning the differences between the good guys and the bad guys. And it's finding out that you're a bad guy for liking the touch and feel and scent of people. You mustn't even touch yourself. Growing up is trying to hire Santa Claus. I'm no Peter Pan trying to hide in Never Never Land. I just like cold chocolate milk better than martinis. And I'd rather play crazy backyard football with some friends than watch perfection on the tube. And worst of all, sometimes I have to admit I cry. I'm no Peter Pan looking for a Wendy to mend my socks and cook my supper. I have a mother. One's my quota. I'm me. I'm looking for you. I want your inner quiet. I need your center of gravity. Will you risk letting me mean so much to you that you scream inside? Will you risk lying naked and defenseless in late sleeping mornings with me? And on other mornings, will you risk being late for work because you look so soft that I must have you once again thoroughly before you go? Will you risk wet floors and thunderstorms because the cool breeze and fresh grass smells so good that it's worth leaving the window open and chancing a sudden drenching shift in the wind? Will you risk walking with someone who likes to admire tall buildings even when he's not a tourist? Someone who gets more interested in how a hot dog tastes than whether he gets mustard on his shirt. Will you risk a life of wildflowers? Or those runty little roses that they sell in subways? Because orchids have a price, and I don't want to sell all of my life. Will you risk your life with a Clark Kent like me? I think you and I could help each other get over growing up.
I spent a lot of years growing up. Got more and more complicated as time went along. Then I met a woman who said, anything you want, anything you want. And all of a sudden, life was still complicated, but it wasn't confusing anymore. Because all of a sudden, life got very clear, funny, strong, and good. Because I knew for sure what I wanted. I wanted her. The story is called Growing Up. It's from my Love and Touch Spoken Word Story CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, please go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Love and Touch icon on the opening page. As I was getting over growing up, I found that generally speaking, the most physically beautiful women feel the most like sex objects because that's how society treats them. And they don't like that. So they often close down their sexuality as much as they can. Which means that the most physically beautiful women tend to be the least sexy ones. But they are the ones that men are programmed to try for the most. And since men are taught to be aggressive, the most aggressive men, probably the ones with the highest sex drive, get the least sexy women. And those are the women who expect the highest level of performance. And therefore, the most, they're the ones who are most demanding in a relationship. And that is an explosive situation. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. Seems to me that if women took the initiative in relationships more regularly and more openly, just the fact that no initiative came from a woman would be almost an implied no. And I think that would mean things between men and women would get a lot clearer quickly. And that would make women generally safer, around most decent guys anyway. This growing up stuff is complicated, but my experience says it doesn't have to be so hard, so head-scratching, confusing, because all you got to do to get over growing up is to find the right partner. And if he or she is not in your life right now, please go find him or her. Put everything you've got on the line. Because remember, you will far more often regret what you didn't do than what you did do in the process of getting over growing up. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.